0: Hey patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast episode 291. This is an extended interview with Kelly Dunham. Also great. I hope you listen to the main interview. It's uh, mikeypod.com. I think you know that already. Or uh, it's on Patreon too. And if uh, you you all have RSS feeds, you have your own RSS feed uh, for every audio thing that I release on Patreon, which uh, enables you to download everything. You can just subscribe like you would a podcast, Um, and I'll help you if you need help getting it set up. I've been posting a lot lately, which feels great, and I hope it feels great for you. Um, I have new stuff coming. I'm feeling really like awake for the first time in a really long time, so I'm really excited about that. Um, All of that said, let's just go right to the interview. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Still in pandemic land, still just, you know doing the thing doing the thing um, i hope you are all are well and i hope you enjoy this interview all right bye hey patrons welcome to your bonus podcast i have kelly dunham jer- jo- journeying me joining me <laughs> thanks for joining me for this special podcast kelly uh
1: yeah absolutely i'm thrilled to be able to do it
0: yay uh <laughs> so i just one of the things i'm curious about and especially with you, is what where you draw inspiration—like be comedy, storytelling, any of the other type of work that you do. Anyone you really love?
1: Um, well, uh, somebody actually I'm writing a piece about right now is somebody who made me feel like I could do it. No, not that made me feel like I could do it. Made me, made me feel like I could do it, and I would have an audience was Eddie Izard. Ah.
0: Um,
1: watching the first Eddie Izard dress to kill, and if folks don't know, he is uh, a transvestite. That's his word identified comic. Um, and so he performs in what he calls female garb or female drag, he says sometimes, but his identity is a transvestite. And um, and has been doing that. He had an HBO special in the 90s, you know. Um, and he also does this. he does comedy about something more than you know so much of comedy in the 90s especially with you know seinfeld ah look this hotel soap it's so small you know yeah which yeah he's a master at but like boring you know <laughs> yeah. um, and so Eddie is talking about history does god exist and a lot of more real interesting things like you know the whole thing of like are you making light of heavy things or heavy of light things um and he was more of the light of heavy things so And not just that he's so good and I enjoyed watching him, but also um, like whenever when I was living in Philly uh, in those years before I moved to New York and whenever he came to town, my best friend and I would go and see him like, like, you know, five days in a row or whatever. And he would fill up an entire, you know, like a mid sized theater, like a thousand twelve hundred seat theater five days in a row. And this is somebody who is having an atypical gender presentation. Right. Um, Like not. Uh, a gender conforming person. And also he's talking about more than just bullshit. So um, that made me feel like, okay, there's all these people who want, um, who want real, who want substantial comedy and, and uh, are glad to hear it from somebody whose gender might not look like their gender.
0: You know? Yeah. I, the first time I saw him, wait, is his pronoun he, he, him? I don't even know. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't get it, and I was offended. Like I I was much younger. I guess I was maybe in my probably early mid thirties. I was still a little like thought I was real special (laughs) and like too cool for a lot of things. So that was part of it. But it was also I I misinterpreted the um, cross dressing, And, and and I took it that he was making fun of people who wanted to present differently. So Mm -hmm. I like was, got pissed off and like, was like, fuck this guy. Um, and I totally missed the boat. And i learned, I realized that probably a few years ago and I still haven't gone back to check out his company. I will now. Um, I love, I, I sort of love having had that experience and being able to catch myself and totally missing the point. Um, (laughs) I don't know why I really enjoy that. I get, I I think I enjoy being a person that's like, Oh, I was wrong. I kind of like that in a way. Um, yeah. Um, being, you're in your fifties, right? Did I catch that? You were saying that? Um,
1: yeah, I'm 51. Uh,
0: I'm 50. (laughs) I love it. I'm like, talk to me. What do I do? (laughs) Being fit, like, it's not like nearly as bad as turning 40. Like turning 40 for me was very dark. I don't know if you had that experience too. And, um, I, I guess being... I go into a thing and I wonder if you do too about like, Oh boy, like I'm 50 and I'm like having plans for writing a new solo show. Like who's going to come see a 50 year old doing stuff. Do you have that kind of thought process?
1: Um, yes. Uh, I have, well, where sometimes where I think about it is, you know, where I, thought I was going to be in my career is partly the world has changed, right? Like I thought I was just always going to be doing pride events. You know, nobody else would be interested in the stories, right? Or whatever I would have to say. And then the world kind of opened up and people got more interested in queer stories and so then there's this whole other thing of like oh, is this still going to be open to me? Like when I see somebody who's younger and thinner and blonder than me, who's doing more or less what I'm doing, and maybe not even at the level if they, they have a late night bit, right? they get a slide on late night and like, Oh, am I like like, ostensibly? Right. I helped pave the way for that person, but, um, but that person is like kind of reaping the benefits of it, you know? Um, so is that close to me now or do I have that option? And I do think that, you know, uh, comedy at least is one of those things you can do. You can keep doing until you're much older, you know? Um, uh, you know, people standing on stage. I mean, Margaret Cho is at least 10 years older than me, right? And she's oh, yeah. just as lewd as she has been, you know? Um, and so I I worry more about irrelevance. Irrele- like, I think people are still... Because also 50-year-old people need to see comedy too, right? Um, but, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm the opposite of, like, people are like, oh, I don't want to perform stand-up comedy at colleges anymore. And I'm like, no, I love colleges. Colleges are one of my... Favorite shows like people are all like Interested and maybe they're like Maybe they will find a problem with your language And then you'll learn something about a way to use language Better you know um, uh, You know uh, That's actually I mean Sometimes that's painful but That's amazing so sometimes I worry more about Relevance and, and I worry about my body falling apart Too but that's more <laughs> of like That's a just kind of a mobility Thing in general and that's the problem with the world Not with me I do feel really Grateful that I have my mom Her life is much better at 87 than it was when she was in her 50s, you know. Mm. Um, So I do have that to watch. Like when my mom... My mom is a woman who's had a very hard life. And, uh, I mean, partly because she's not married to an asshole right now. You know, she's like outlived all the assholes. Um, She has like kind of this... I don't know if it's peace, but when I brought her home, she fell and she... um, Broke a bunch of bones And you know, normally in your 80s You break a bunch of bones, that's it No, she got better, went to rehab, came home And the day I took her home, she was like Well, maybe this is just a part of my life When I sit and look outside the the window And maybe that's fine Maybe I'm just glad I have a nice window to look at You know um, uh, So she has this like really um, Even though it's, Aging in some ways has been very hard for her as it is with most folks, especially growing up in, you know, in our culture, she still has like a very, like she started making friends with her church has, um, uh, halfway house for folks who have been incarcerated. And those are all her friends. Like all the women who live there are her friends and they all call her grandma Nancy. And, um, you know, she buys each of them a little sheep, you know, as they move into the house and stuff, like a little stuffed sheep and, She just has like such a way of aging that I feel like, okay, like maybe, I mean, it is sometimes a little difficult, but like when you go to a New York party and you're like, oh, I'm the oldest person here by like three decades, you know? Um, But then I'm like, okay, great. I'm just a queer elder then. So, you know, and also it does help that people, I've been saying the same dumb shit for 20 years, but all of a sudden I'm brilliant now, you know? (laughs) So that, that does help. Um, and having other insurance like the fact that like some, you know, I could not do the job, the day job I do now when I was 30, you know, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have had actually the confidence to do it. So I try and think about the rewards all the time. Um, and then sometimes I think like, oh, you know, my people lived like their nineties and I'm like, okay, well, you know, at the end of this, I just get to rest. So that's good too, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs)
1: so yeah and you know I don't know try and be around people who are positive about aging but also you know there are so many people out there who are performing in their in their 50s uh yeah there's no reason why you don't you don't have less to say you have more to say you know
0: yeah oh I love that yay I love I love I'm glad you brought up your mom I that I love hearing about an, an elder who makes me think, oh, I can't wait to be that age. You know, like <laughs> the whole idea of bringing the sheep to the people that move into this halfway house is, I don't know, like i it's one of those like, oh, I could look forward to that. Or like when I was, I, I got sober in the in my 20s and I would see like the people who now are not really that old. But at the time they seemed ancient in these meetings. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I want to be like that when I get mm-hmm. older. Like it's so it's I think that's part of it, too, isn't it? Like looking at like just with everything, looking at who who paved the way and did it before before us.
1: Right, right, yeah. And that also, there's this something I have that um, is really helpful, um, which is a piece of paper that um, Heather had written something on before she, like maybe six months before she died. And it was a, an account of a dream. And in the dream, she looked down at her feet and saw that she was very old. And she was like, oh my God, I beat this. I got to be an older person. And Mm. so I think about like that every time I'm like, Oh, I'm getting older. I don't know, blah, blah, Like that. My, you know, grumbliness was somebody else's unattainable dream, you know? Mm.
0: That's a great place to leave it. (laughs) That's beautiful. Uh, All right. Well, thank you so much for being on both podcasts and um, yeah, I look forward to following your work.
1: Yeah, thank you. This was really really fun. I I'm glad I was very glad to talk to you.